So this is an important passage. I mean, all passages are important. Um, but the scriptures say that Satan can act in the world with malice. He has this authority as of now and, and can cause spiritual um, problems, but then they lead to physical. They can actually lead to physical. And so bottom line here is it would be foolish for any of us to think that spiritual issues cause all physical ailments. And there are some people who believe that. No matter what spiritual, remember Job, and, oh, you know, what did he do? Why did he incur this wrath? Um, it would not be prudent for us to think that spiritual issues cause all physical problems. But at the same time, it would be foolish to think that spiritual issues never cause physical problems. Case in point, this reading today. Satan had bound this woman up um, in the same way that men would tie up an animal in a stable. She was bound. And she had not been able to get free. It's kind of like us. How many of us have something in our life that is binding us? You know, if you were hiking up a mountain and there was a ball and chain connected to your ankle, or if you were swimming in the ocean and there was a ball and chain connected to your ankle that was pulling you under the water, what would be the first thing you would do? Get rid of it. Unbind it. Take it off. That's what our attachments do to us in the spiritual life. And so Satan's power, though, we can't forget, is not infinite. He cannot stop God's will. He's not equal to God in evil power. He's not equal to God in anything. His power is not infinite. And it took only one word from Jesus to release this woman instantly from infirmity. Now, Jesus healed on the Sabbath. Why? Because God does not rest from showing his mercy and his love. And so he actually pointed out the law itself to answer these critics. Now, on the Sabbath, it was legal to untie animals, to unbind them and give them water. And so Jesus basically is saying, if you untie an animal, a beast, from its stall, water him on the Sabbath, surely it's right in the sight of God to do the same for this woman who is bound by her infirmity and a spiritual attack. So basically, Jesus answered that the purpose of the Sabbath was for the benefit of all people. And then the president of the synagogue gets up here. What does he say? Uh, you know, that people who, um, they were basically, he and the other Pharisees were basically people who loved law more than people. I'm not saying not to follow the law. That's not what we're saying. But at point, we have to stop. As Father Seraphim always told me, when we put rules ahead of people, we have a problem, and I think we saw that during COVID. We're seeing it now when you go to travel at airports. There is no such thing anymore as people. You are, you are a piece of the law. Heaven forbid you have your seat back one inch. 
back. Heaven forbid they'll stop the plane. They'll turn it around and go back to the gate. I'm not saying we don't need to have these things, but I think COVID, as I said, was a good example that when the law gets more important than the people, because what's more important than your salvation? Nothing. And all of a sudden now we're going to deny the people an opportunity for salvation through God's grace. Just has to be looked at. Now, in Christianity, the individual comes before the system. So, Father, what are you telling us? Break laws? No. Follow Christianity. In Christianity, the individual comes before the petty rules in the system, like the Pharisees about not healing on the Sabbath. It is true to say that without Christianity, there can be no democracy. Again, I'm not saying break rules, no. We follow the rules, but to the point that they help the person, that they grow the individual, not deny them their individual rights. Now, because Christianity also is the only one that guarantees and defends the ordinary individual man. The only one. Islam doesn't do it. The other religions don't do it. This is the opposite of even governmental forms like communism and socialism. You know, um, that is at the root of a lot of danger if you listen to Mary's warnings, especially what she said at Fatima. Now, whether or not you're a fan of Michael Voris and Church Militant, I'm not up here to, divide, to, to debate that. But I do got to hand him one thing. Church Militant's the only one I see out there really preaching about the evils and dangers of communism. They're out there preaching it heavy and hard. Nobody else that I see has that courage. So I think that's a, something that we, we have to recognize. There's a voice crying out in the wilderness there. And again, not here to debate the approach on theology and all that, but that's one of the few, if only ones I see out there regularly warning of what's happening because communism is all about taking away the rights of the individual. What we just saw here with Jesus in the gospel is exactly that. Father, you're getting political. No, I'm not. I'm talking about what Jesus is telling us. The individual is more important than the petty rule that you can't heal on a Sabbath. That's a law. There's one of the 613 laws of Judaism. But look what Jesus said about it. If a Christian, okay, if, if Christian principles, this is key, are banished from society, there is nothing left to keep us safe from totalitarian states where the individual is lost in the system. This is important. This is what communism is doing in China, has done. Their social scale, heaven forbid, that you get on it because you won't be able to buy groceries. You won't be able to get an, air, an apartment. You won't be able to travel. And so this is what we have to fear. Um, now we hear that COVID, and I don't know if you heard this, but the Japanese official, one of the major Japanese officials just came out and said COVID was manufactured in China and that another virus will be coming, another manufactured virus. I'm not saying this. I'm just saying what the, one of the top Japanese officials just stated. You can see it online. So to cure 
on the Sabbath was commensurate with the purpose of the Sabbath. The purpose. That is why during COVID, we should not have been banned from worship on the Lord's Day. Because we need healing. If you're trying to get healed from, from something, well, Father, that's physical, it's not spiritual. Did we not just read that Jesus said it was the spiritual attack that caused her physical ailment? You see the connection here? Well, Father, don't talk about COVID because that's physical, that's not spiritual. Jesus just told us in this reading that Satan bound her and that's why she could not stand erect. The spiritual attack led to a physical manifestation. If you say I'm crazy, go ahead. But then you got to call Christ crazy. You got to call the Bible crazy. Because Jesus said 18 years ago, Satan bound her. And then the passage goes on to say that she was physically bound. She could not walk erect. Spiritual led. That is what we have in the four levels of demonic activity. Infestation, oppression, obsession, and possession. And along those stages, they become physical. And so if somebody then is saying, well, Father, the, the COVID is, is physical. We need to stay away, close the doors, close the churches. We're not allowed to worship. You're basically denying the root, which is many times spiritual, not always. And if the root of that is spiritual, the very place we need to be is the church. The very place we should be if we're dealing with a pandemic is in the church. And so I think this connection is really amazing, especially in light of what that Japanese official just said. Now, God gave the Sabbath to help people, not so that they would suffer by not being able on the Sabbath to be cured. So God gave us the Sabbath to help people. God's word has power to change us spiritually, physically, or emotionally. So is there anything that is keeping you bound, weighing you down? What is that chain around your ankle that is not allowing you to climb the mountain of our Lord? What is that tied to your ankle, that chain that is causing you to drown in the sea that you are swimming in? Unbinding prayers. Father Ripperger, great. You have unbinding prayers for the priest and the clergy he's written about, and there's even unbinding prayers for the laity. You can find that, get yourself a copy. Absolutely awesome stuff. The power of prayer. And so let the Lord speak his word to you, give you freedom. That's what freedom is, being unshackled. This is what this whole passage is about, being free from shackle. Jesus' action shows that it's not God's will that anybody should suffer more than necessary. He wants to free you. Well, I want to finish because a lot of people make this passage is about the Sabbath. And surprisingly, one of the most common complaints that I get are, you Catholics changed the Sabbath. You Catholics rewrote 
faith and said that Sabbath was moved it from Saturday to Sunday. Catholics changed it. No, Jesus changed it. He fulfilled it. And then he rose, resurrected on Sunday. We are not Jewish. We are not Jews. Jesus fulfilled the law of the Sabbath and with it the way we worship. Now, what happened? Because Sunday in the Jewish week is what? In the Jewish week, Sunday is the first day. After Christ resurrected, it's also the day of resurrection. It recalls the first creation. And then the next Sunday is the eighth day. You know, my whole talk's on the eighth day with Divine Mercy Sunday that follows the Sabbath of Saturday. It symbolizes a new creation. So on Saturday, the Sabbath, now we get to resurrection of Divine Mercy Sunday, the eighth day. It follows Sabbath, the seventh day Jesus rested, or God rested. You see the connection there? So on the first creation Sunday is the first day of the week God created, <clears throat> created in six days. Then on the seventh day, Saturday, he rested. Now Divine Mercy Sunday is the eighth day. Christ resurrected on a Sunday. That means this is a new creation. We didn't change the Sabbath, as so many non-Catholics will tell you. Sabbath means seven. Did you know that? The word seven, Sabbath does not mean Saturday. The word Sabbath means seven or covenant. So Saturday is a day of the old covenant, but Sunday is the new covenant. Again, the Catholics didn't change the Sabbath. Christ fulfilled it. And resurrecting on Sunday is now the day of worship. Do you know scripture never mentions any Sabbath gathering by the new Christian believers for worship? Doesn't say it at all in the Bible. But you know what it does say? There are many passages that mention worship on Sunday. I, I'm baffled by so many people who claim we are not biblical are the same people that attack us for worshiping on Sunday, saying we change the Sabbath, when all you have to do is open the Bible. That is when the Christians worshiped. There are clear passages that mention the first day of the week, Sunday. What about this? Acts chapter 20, verse 7 states, On the first day of the week, we came together to break the bread. What's the first day of the week? Sunday. What is breaking of the bread? Well, the Eucharist. Luke 24, verse 30, says Cleopas and an unnamed disciple, their eyes were opened and they recognized Jesus in the breaking of the bread. This is a Eucharistic phrase, the breaking of the bread. And according to Luke 24, this encounter happened to be on the first day of the week on Sunday. That is when the Christians worshiped. That is the Lord's day. Amazing to me. St. Paul never says on the Sabbath when we gather to break bread. He says on the first day of the week, 
we gathered to break bread. And what was the first day of the week to the Jews? Sunday. Passages of scripture such as Acts 20, verse 7, 1 Corinthians 16, verse 2, Colossians chapter 2, verse 16 and 17, Revelation chapter 1, verse 10, all say that even during New Testament times, the Sabbath is no longer binding. I get so many letters saying we are pagan because we did not follow the Sabbath. We are not Jewish. You Catholics are such pagans. We didn't change it. Christ did. And again, Acts 20, verse 7, 1 Corinthians 16, 2, Colossians 2, 16, and Revelation 1, 10 say that even in New Testament times, the Sabbath is no longer binding. Why? Basically, because, again, we are not Jewish, but because Christ fulfilled it. We now have the new creation the new first day of the week. And guess what day that is? The eighth day, Divine Mercy Sunday. This is amazing. This is why I'm a Marian. This is why Jesus told St. Faustina, Divine Mercy is mankind's last hope of salvation. Christians worshiped on the Lord's day, which is Sunday. And the whole meaning is it's the first day of a new creation. God created and the first day started, took the next six days and rested on the seventh, which was the Saturday, the Sabbath. Now when he resurrected, it is the first day of a new creation. And that Sunday is the eighth day because the first day was creation. Now he went through it, we got broken and God gives us a new creation on the following Sunday because he resurrected. That is the eighth day and that is divine mercy Sunday. You can't ask for anything more. This passage has so much, has so much in it. To me, it explains everything from COVID to resurrection to eternal life, to being unbound from Satan, everything the world is struggling with today. We are sick. We are bound by Satan. And all we have to do is recognize the answer is right before us, divine mercy. And what is the very fact that Christ healed on the Sabbath? Mercy. Mercy is defined as a particular mode of love that when love encounters suffering, it takes action to do something about it. What did Christ do? He encountered suffering, the woman bound by Satan. What did he do? He took action to do something. He healed her. He had mercy. Incredible. But how many people, when we read these scripture passages, understand this? This is why I want to take you back to seminary. This is the kind of stuff I learned. And this is what I want to share with all of you. And this is why we Marians and our Marian helpers are together as a family to preach, teach, live and learn, learn and live the meaning and the importance of God's divine mercy. God bless you. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy.
simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.